Welcome to Tune In Tuesday with Christine Tadop, founder of Upvisor. I'm passionate about helping people understand their purpose and unlock the meaning in their lives through business. This podcast is all about tuning in with fellow entrepreneurs and understanding how they have discovered their purpose, but more importantly, how they live out their purpose every day. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to have Innocent Burger here with us today. She is from Perform Forward. Innocent, I'm not even going to like steal your thunder. So just go ahead, introduce yourself the way that you like to be introduced. Thanks so much. And thanks for the opportunity to be here. It's uh, very interesting to be on the other side of the uh, of the interview for once. Indeed. So yes, my name is Innocent Berger. I am from Perform Forward. And I started Perform Forward uh, in 2017. And the reason for that was I'd worked with an exceptional company. And I was I was so devastated by the fact that not everyone was happy at work. Sure. And it sounds like a really glib thing, but employee engagement can have up to a 22% impact on the company's bottom line. Wow. Now, most of us would give anything just for a 5% increase, never mind a 22%. Wow, yeah, that's ridiculous. And, and so I started, so I started Perform Forward with the idea of how do we get people to be happy at work? Now, the concept of happy is seen as a very uh, you know, frou-frou, very light-hearted concept. But yeah. the idea is that if people have purpose, if they're happy to be at work, if they're engaged, mm-hmm. well, then they're going to perform. And if they perform, yeah. they're pro- productive. If they're more productive, well, we decrease rates of health and safety incidents, we decrease wastage, we increase productivity, sure. we increase collaboration, which leads to lots of profitability. Yay! We like that. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, that's so cool. Okay, so hence perform forward. That's awesome. Hence perform um, forward. That's great. I like that. And I like the idea of going forward in your performance as opposed to just being, you know, it's it's not just about happy clapping. So I, I love that. Um, <laughs> Part of what I do is performance management. And so the idea of perform forward is let's stop managing retrospectively what has happened and let's nice. start planning going ahead what mm. needs to happen. I like that. It's the same as in accounting, right? Where where you would always be reporting based on things that have happened previously, but that's not where the where the crux of the matter comes in. It comes it's about how you plan going forward. So I like that. Well, we're talking about moving forward. So, uh, well, we've seen a lot in terms of the new normal, and I've done done some messaging going out to my my audience the last little while about the new normal as well. But specifically in the HR space, I think we're seeing a lot of changes happening with COVID, with remote working. Talk to us about what you have seen in terms of trends in that space. Well, it's so interesting because, yes, we call it the next normal, not the new normal. Ah, there we go. Because what we're saying is when we are resilient, we don't bounce back, we bounce forward, as one of my interviewees once explained to me. So the next normal cannot be built on the, built on the old. Uh-huh. It comes entirely as the next chapter Hmm. anyway and so um what we're seeing is a whole lot of everything and a whole lot of nothing because remote work has taken the world by storm Uh, i worked that way for 14 years before so to me it was kind of just another day at the office Hmm. but a lot of companies have had to put up with us and unfortunately Hmm. COVID has you know given us a false sense of what work from home is you know, work from home is not I'm sitting with my baby on my lap because there's no caregiver. Work from home is not my husband and I sharing the same little lounge in our flat because we need place to work and we don't have other place. Yeah. 
It's much more than that. Mm -hmm. It is a very particular strategy. It's very well planned and it has a whole bunch of stuff that's related to it that makes it work. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, the next normal is a whole bunch of nothing because whether we like it or not, I have to be in the mine to extract the ore. I have to be at the plant to fit the door to the car. Mm -hmm. So I think to some extent, it's blown a little out of proportion from the perspective of it's like, oh, everyone must work remotely. Yeah. It must work remotely if it works for the company. That's true. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. I think the number of people that I've heard having to try and go back to the office, being back on the factory line, as you've, as you've said, or even in the agricultural sector, sector where people still have to go in and pick the fruits. Otherwise, what's going to happen, right? So for them, life hasn't changed. Um, so it's, it's been quite a mind shift, I think. It's exactly as you've said. For some people, it's making quite a significant difference. And for others, it is just another day in the office. But what would you say for those where maybe there have been some major changes? What have been some of the, the big issues that they have faced in terms of dealing with this concept of remote working? So I think managing people from afar is much different than being able to manage one-on-one. Um, and there, there's a lot of trust that needs to be built up when you start working remotely. I agree with you. I think the first lesson that we've had is that remote work is not the same as doing your work from the office, yeah. from the perspective of at the office, I can manage times and what I like to call bums on seats. Yes. Are you here at eight? Have you left at five? Right. So whether you're actually making a difference, whether you're delivering results is sometimes less of an issue, yeah. but you're the person that seems to always be at the office mm. with remote work. It's about outcomes. Yeah. Because I don't know where your bum is. <laughs> so it could be anywhere doing anything and so one of the biggest issues is exactly that is that we must move from a micromanaging environment where we manage tasks Mm. to a very open management system where it's about outcomes at the end of the week have you delivered what i asked and that's all that matters Mm. whether you did it at midnight whether you did it at noon whether you did it before or after who cares but but that's it's a very big shift to make when you're used to being able to check people's tasks Mm. i think the other thing just to come back to something i started speaking about earlier one of the big things that we have seen is that and and it's so interesting i had a a webinar about this yesterday is we shouldn't consider what we're seeing now as remote work sure because with remote work you aren't worried about your survival Mm-hmm. and the survival of your family we're not worried about you're not worried sitting worried because your heart condition is going unchecked because you can't get to a hospital because you don't have COVID. Mm. you don't have your children all of them in the house and still have to homeschool them sure. at worst they're on holiday mm. so I, I i actually put out i think it was about 11 or 12 points on one slide where i said these are all the reasons why this is not remote work we need to start planning better and setting up a proper remote working environment. And then we can know if it works or not. Mm. And I think the other thing is, so I've given you an employee, an employer reason. I've given you this whole, you know, reason on the the ethos and the way we approach it. But from an employee, it's it's really tough as an employee to start remote work if you're not properly set up. And so we saw disparities in technology. We saw disparities in what what sort of setup people had at home that they could take home. We yeah. saw, for example, crime play into this because now all of a sudden I've got to take a laptop and I've got to insure it and I've got to give it to someone who, who lives in an area where there's a high rate of crime. Mm. Now, oddly enough, the issue is not the notebook. 
The issue is that I'm making that person a target. Mm, that makes sense. So now, all of a sudden, what I've invested in this person is at risk because I'm giving them a piece of equipment to take home. That's scary, hey? Like, we don't often it's, think about that further than just being able to empower or equip them with something, but not actually understanding the broader perspective or the, the broader context, I guess, within which they find themselves. Indeed, indeed. And so all of a sudden, being an employee of choice, who will give you a notebook and send you home. You're putting their lives at risk. Mm. It's, it's, it's counterintuitive, but this, yeah. these are the things you need to think about. Not being able to set up adequate space at home to work in. Mm. Um, so beyond the technological, just having a place, even if it's a dining room table where I can sit yeah. and where I can be. And at the whole time, there was this hum of a threat of COVID. I can't overemphasize enough the impact that's had on our psyches. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think especially in some of the, the communities where you are on top of one another, it's always going to be a greater risk. And that's exactly the community that you're trying to protect. So, yeah, it's, it's really hard. So based on what you have seen, what would be some some tips maybe from both perspectives, from an employer's perspective, as they are trying to equip their workers to, to work from home, whether this is the definition of remote working or not, um, but also then from the employee's perspective, what can they do to equip themselves better or maybe even to almost manage upwards and say, manager, this is what I need to be able to do my work effectively. So I think from an employee, uh, employer perspective, understand that remote work is as important as, for example, an entire finance department, an entire HR department. Mm. You need a strategy. You need a strategy and the strategy must fit in with your organizational culture. Yeah. For example, if you had a culture that said, I need you to always be in your seat from eight to five. Well, that's not going to be part of the culture in remote work, which means mm -hmm. people are never going to use remote work because yeah. they're going to be too scared that they're going against the grain. So it must actually be part of an accepted way of doing things in an organization. Yeah. And we need leadership to support it. Mm. So we need, to, we need to have leadership that knows how to build the trust you were referencing earlier. Yeah. So it's part of my strategy. It's part of my culture. It's part of my leadership. Mm -hmm. Then only we can say, let's roll it out to employees. The other thing around, around uh, the employee perspective is to make sure that it actually fits the business and the industry across the board. Yeah. Because, for example, um, there's, there's the, I think they've had the first uh, event where a doctor could do an operation via robotic arms sure. in another country. Wonderful. So now work from home, right? Well, actually, no, because the theater that is set up for him to do it is locally and he can't have it in his house. And it's probably worth billions of rands or millions of rands. So, you know, it's so easy to go, oh, I can do it remotely. Well, can I do it properly remotely? And as much as it's a frustration for employees when some people can be work remotely and others can't, it's even more of a frustration when they can't achieve what they're supposed to at work because someone was too free with just letting them work from home. Wow. And having said that, I just want to say I'm a Daho hard work from home supporter. So I don't think it's a bad idea at all. Mm. And so I think from, from an employer perspective, that's it. From the employee perspective, I think it's firstly about asking yourself, 
do I have the setup and the discipline to work from home? Mm. Because firstly, you need a place where at least the size of your notebook, you can leave your office space. Because if you have to pack up and move things around the whole time, it's, it's so inefficient that yeah. eventually you waste more time than anything else. Yeah. Do I have the discipline around children being at home? For me, I don't have children, but I have a dog. I actually send him to school because when he's home, I don't get anything done. It's, it's <laughs> the strangest thing. I mean, I'm one of those dog mom people. Who knew? And so it's about, do I have the discipline to start work and end it eight hours earlier? Or do I have the discipline to work two hours, take the kids to school, work six hours, take two yeah. hours off and work another two hours in the evening? Mm -hmm. And if you can, it's great. But you have to ask yourself, is, is that possible for me? Absolutely. And maybe ask your boss, can I try it for a week or two? I don't know if it's going to work, but I, I'd like to give it a try. But mm -hmm. then say if it doesn't work. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you've given some really good points there, Innocent. And I think as part of the, the hashtag productivity sessions we've been doing on Thursdays, there, there are some of those concepts that you've mentioned now that we addressed there. So to our listeners, please do go check out some of those others. For example, um, last week we did a session about how to help yourself focus, whether it's finding a way to switch off your phone properly or, you know, just having some apps that help you to, to do some sprints and to actually get some of those to-dos done. I think there are a lot of tools that are able to equip us to do our work much better um, if we know where to go look. So do go, <laughs> go watch some of those. Um, Innocent, I've got one final question for you. Yes. What has been the financial impact on businesses looking at remote working? Are you seeing a significant trend that it's really costly for the business to actually equip their staff members to work remotely? And is it something that they need to almost like budget going forward to say, okay, there's a certain percentage of my workforce that I might want to send to work from home. Um, I can maybe save on some office costs and maybe some data or whatever the case might be. I can save on infrastructure costs, but there are obviously some downstream implications as I try and equip my staff members to deal with that. So yes, that is the world's most loaded question. And I'll tell you why. Because the playing field is so broad, um, I have a friend whose husband works at a major bank. And until December or January last this year, uh, December last or January this year, he was still using a desktop. Wow. I was like, why? <laughs> it's like, what went wrong there? Um, and actually, you know, you could still buy those. And it, it, for that, for that organization, it was massive because they very quickly with COVID very quickly had to make an infrastructure shift that might not have been budgeted for. Yeah. So those, those are quite expensive moves when companies haven't been prepared at all. Mm. It's slightly less of an issue for companies who were already, for example, uh, think of consulting companies. They're already used to their guys going out and their ladies yeah. going out into the field, sitting at clients, doing whatever they need. Mm -hmm. They probably have already got the collaboration tools. They've got their Jira's. They've got their Slacks. To yeah. them, it's been for them it's been very uh, a very small change, really insignificant change. Yeah. But I think the interesting thing is, we've seen a massive drop in people wanting to hang on to real estate. So office space and office rental has taken a massive drop. True. And because, because of that, we've seen that there's much more work being pushed out to, to, to employees where they can actually, when they need to, they go to a collaboration space. So they go to a co-working office or a Regis or whatever the case yeah. may be. Mm. But the one, the one financial sort of equation that keeps on coming up for me is that right now, if possible, if you can 
offer your, your employees remote work. You can be an employee of choice. Mm -hmm. If you're an employee of choice, you will get access to the best trained and the cream of the crop employees. Absolutely. You'll be able to retain them better. Now, retaining an employee to replace an employee is often three times that person's salary, monthly salary, sure. because you've got to get someone new, find them, train them up, keep them. Yes. So mm -hmm. just out of that, remote working brings about improved engagement and much more profitability on the bottom line, because I'm not having to retrain. I've got access to the cream of the crop. Mm -hmm. People want to be here. Absolutely. And so I think from a financial perspective, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Awesome. You shared a lot of interesting points, Innocent, and we will be bringing you back in January to talk a little bit more about some of the other concepts around what you guys do at Perform Forward, specifically looking at employee engagement and a few others. Um, so okay. I'm, I'm super excited for that because I think making sure that we get our employees onboarded and making sure that we've got them engaged and happy, as you've said, really can create a fundamental shift in the quality of the business that we are pushing out. Um, and obviously, naturally a downstream implication on the bottom line so i think this is a really important topic to talk about so i'm super excited to be engaging about that going forward so thanks so much yeah. i look forward to being invited again it's yeah. been lovely being awesome thanks innocent so until our next interview with a fellow entrepreneur where we understand how they have discovered their purpose but more importantly how they are living it out in the real world every day this is christine tadope signing out bye